welcome to the forecast. To my right, we have Alex himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everyone. And to his left, uh, Garrett. Garrett, how you doing? Peachy as always. Here we are going to talk about the comic books coming out. Oh, Peachy. Uh, we're going to talk about the comics coming out for uh, November 22nd, 2017. Uh, is that correct? 22nd? You're right. The day You're before right. Thanksgiving. Nice. Gobble, gobble. Have some turkey. Have some mashed potatoes. Have a side of stuffing. And uh, sit back and... Uh, well, actually, this is the day before, so get ready a for A side of stuffing? Yeah. No. I would rather eat stuffing as the main course and all the other shit next to it. Like, stuffing is the... I mean, turkey's obviously the main course. Yeah. Just, get that shit off to the side, because I'd rather eat more stuffing than turkey. I'm sure, like, 98% of people consider stuffing as a side. They're not... I would. You yeah, eat stuffing on the side? Yeah. I eat it with. It's, it's like it's on my plate. stuffing. Do you understand yeah, what a side means? It doesn't mean it's literally on the side. Fries. But why do you shove stuffing up a turkey's ass, then? Oh, I don't. I normally cook it separately. Yeah, but. me too. Just saying. <laughs> uh, we're talking about the comics. You can, you, you can keep eating your shitty, <laughs> shitty stuffing. Let's first head to Baltimore. Dark Horse Comics. Let them know what we're getting there. We got Department H number 20. This is uh, written by Matt Kent. Art by Matt Kent and colors by Charlene Kent. Uh, when Q confesses to Mia the heavy burden he has been carrying for these years, she finds out that he has even more secrets than he has tattoos. Hari Hardy, head of security, has been has a complicated past that may contain a vital key to Mia's future. Uh, first off, that cover, how much does uh, Q look like uh, Tom Hardy? One, um, a lot. <laughs> and and uh, how much looking forward to this, Alex? You know this this now that I know it's ending in what five issues, I cannot wait to see where this book is going. In five issues that we're going to find out who the killer is, I'm guessing some more people have got to be dying here soon. Well, that's the thing, right? Before we didn't know, so we were always like, "Oh, this is a slow burn." But now that we know, like it's this is the end. It does feel like the last couple issues have been ramping up. At least the cost of you know these characters, like they are uh, underwater and their ship got broken, and then, you know, and they're getting saved at the last second. A lot of stuff's happening that they could die. You know what you're saying, and uh, we'll see what happens with them. Gary, what do you think? Department H. Yeah, I agree with Alex. I like how they're like, we've always like felt that there was a clock ticking, but now we actually have a, another type of clock. Like we know there's only five issues left. So it's like, we know that stuff's going to start picking up real quick here. Um, so uh, with what we've gotten so far from the series, I'm guessing they're going to be able to stick the landing. I mean, <laughs> you have to really do some shitty things right now to screw this all up. So. Would you say, Garrett, that there's a doomsday clock ticking? More on that later, I think. Oh. Uh, Sherlock Frankenstein's and the Legion <laughs> of Evil. This is Jeff Lemire, Dave Rubin from the world of Black Hammer. This is the second, second issue of the four-issue mini uh, talking about Black Hammer and uh, his daughter. She's trying to figure out where he went. Uh, this first issue, I believe, was a hit with all of us. Uh, Garrett, how much are you looking forward to issue number two? I'm really looking forward to it. Um, it's kind of like the past of this story mixed in with the future. So, like, this is planting the seeds for future story to come. I can't believe this is only a four issue, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, it's crazy to believe after this, we're already be halfway done and one step closer to getting back to Black Hammer 2. So... Really excited to see where the story goes. A uh, really big surprise from Jeff Lemire, I believe. Uh, Black Hammer is one of our favorite books. Is that correct, Alex? 
Yeah, I'd say I'd say Black Hammer is probably one of the the strongest books we've read in the past year and a half, two years. Um, I think Sherlock Frankenstein is a nice invitation to see um, past rogues in this city that all these heroes lived in that we now love, and to see their reaction to um, Lucy looking for her dad. Mm-hmm. It really does feel like it's building, like you said, building that world without feeling like it's like, oh, here's all the bad guys. It's more like she's trying to figure out where her dad is and naturally we're running into all these villains. I feel, yeah, I really like it a lot. And Dave Rubin's art, amazing. Uh, what book does you uh, with uh, Jeff Lemire? Um, is that Ether? No, Ether. that's not it. Yeah, it is. Is Ether. it? Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. Matt Kent. Yeah, it was oh, Matt, it's Matt Kent. Kent. Oh, excuse me. Matt Kent. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Uh, hey, no. Garrett, you're a fan. When's that issue five coming out? I you bring that up. I'm like, of what, geez. Ether? Yeah. Dave it's Rubin's busy. It's been a long time. He's busy. Yeah, he's this. been busy working on Department H. Um, Tomb Raider Survivors Crusade number one. This is Jackson Lansing, Colin Kelly, Ashley Woods. Uh, Garrett, how are you looking forward to a Tomb Raider book? Are you getting this book early? No, and if you read the solicit, I mean, it is the last Dark Horse Tomb Raider series from the vi- uh, video game universe. But just based off that writing team, who... To remind you, they finished up uh, Tom King and Tim Seeley's Grayson run. Hell no. So hey, but you I've, never you never know. They they're coming in this thing fresh. Unlike Grayson, they're trying to wrap up somebody else's story. Maybe they'll do a good job. But they only have four issues to tell this story, and they're going to be taken off where somebody else left off. So. Oh, they are okay. Well, they're the yeah. cleanup crew. <laughs> uh, they're like, like the garbage pile creative team. They're you like, like Tomb Raider? Who can we, who can we get to fin- finish the story? Oh, here's these pieces of shit. <laughs> hey, finish quick that. question. Oh, uh, not too long, uh, but give me a like ten second, twenty second uh, impression of that trailer we saw for Tomb Raider. It literally gets me so excited because it looks so close to what the video game. Uh, story is and that's what i really want because i think that tomb raider's been done not that greatly in the past i mean the first one with angelina jolie was great um but the second one oof, that was rough so i feel like this is a great way to rebirth the character for the video audience um and i really hope they don't disappoint because you know video game adaptations usually don't have the best. You do not understand record. what ten to twenty seconds means. Yeah, you. I, that's why I went for twenty to thirty. So, Detective Comics. 40. This is uh, DC Comics uh, Action Comics number nine ninety two. This is uh, Dan Jurgens. Let me see. Oh, here we go. Dan Jurgens, Stephen Poog. Hey, this is your boy. What was that book? He's doing a book coming up here pretty soon. Uh, After Effects. This is the Oz Effect Aftermath. Uh, Garrett, how much? Oh, Francis Manipool cover. That's a pretty good cover. That looks awesome. Um, actually, let's go to Alex. Alex, you were okay on this arc. Are you looking forward to this aftermath, or is it just you're happy it's over? I think part of me, I am glad it's over, but I, I recently read 991 today, and I tell you what, 991 was, was really good. The way it leads off is that, is he actually Oz, Garrett? What do you mean? Is Jor-El actually Oz? Because the way I'm yeah. understanding, he works for someone else. Yeah, it's confirmed now. I mean, I don't know if I should throw out spoilers, though. I mean, Marvin, Commissioner, huh. tell me what, what's what's legal here. You got, Can I bring up spoilers for Yeah, 10 seconds story? and actually 10 seconds. Let's go. Okay, 10 seconds. So basically, somebody, potentially Dr. Manhattan, stole Jor-El out of his continuity and made him do his bidding to show that the world's evil. Cool stuff. Uh, 
Alex, you looking? I mean, Garrett, excuse me. Gary, you looking forward to uh, this ending? I know uh, Alex said he was okay just for it. He's okay to move forward, but uh, what about you? I know you were enjoying it. Well, this is the aftermath of that story. So it's him dealing with the fact that he got his father back. His father is now this evil minion of somebody else. Um, And so it's like he lost his father all over again. That's why you see on the cover he's on his knees, like really depressed because his father created all this tragedy. And he doesn't really have all the information yet, but it's left him feeling like his whole life's a lie because Dorel's whole purpose for sending him was a sacrifice. It was, but to have his dad be alive, then it's like, wow, you could have been with me like my whole life, but you decided not to because you thought there was some other vent, like some other cause that was more important than being a father to me. So it's. I can see where he's kind of fucked up. It's like he didn't have to feel like an outcast or the last person alive in his universe. But then his dad lied to him his his whole life, basically. Uh, Astro City, number 49, the secure music, Brent Eric Anderson, the story of a resistor who's making headlines all across the nation and one reporter is determined to find out the truth. Not simply to report it, but to find her missing father. The story of protest and power, love and loss, and a natic, dynamic, uh, ever-changing hero. Um, like once again, like the uh, Astro City is a book that has short arcs or usually one shots. We just got done with one about a a dog. All right, <laughs> I mean, um, a dog. And uh, here's a new sort of an arc. So, if you're looking for Astro City, I think. Uh, it's one of my favorite series of all time, and I think Garrett liked the last arc you read. Not sure if he's going to continue. What do you think, Garrett? Uh, the last issue basically it didn't make me cry, but it was close. Like it was intense. Ooh, buddy! Uh, just because, like, because I have an older yeah. dog, and so I kind of like associate with that. But I'm actually not going to be getting issue 49. What I figure, what I'm going to do is, if the story interests me, like I'm going to jump back in. Like I don't, because like you said, it's one shots, arcs, yeah. what have you. Yeah, yeah. So I, th- I think this one didn't give me enough to pull me in. I know it's probably going to be great, but I think I can pass. Astro City is guilty. Yeah, Astro City is one of those books. If you're not crazy like Alex, you can jump in and out. Yeah, pick up if you if look. It looks like it's interesting or not. Like you said, like you read the uh, Confessions uh, storyline I gave you to read, and uh, you right. like that. So like it's good. But you're right. If it's about a hero in that universe and interested in, you could jump out, jump back in. But uh, right. Kurt Busiek, uh we're going to see more about him uh, next week. We're excited for that next book coming out next week. Batman Beyond, number uh, 14. This is Dan Jurgens, Bernard Chang, Family Business. Is it Family Business or is it The Long Payback? It says both. Which one is it? Uh, Garrett, which one is it? Uh, long Payback or Family Business? I'm not sure. I I have the next issue coming up, but I can't see it over there. So, but I, I think this is Dan Jurgens Bernard Bernard Chang's. Geez, can't talk. Bernard Chang's last issue together, because eventually Bernard Chang is taking up the book just on his own coming up here. Oh, so um, or there's a different artist. We I can't remember. Anyways, I'm excited. Um, I think Dan Jurgens wasn't on the last one because it was Batwoman Beyond. Um, and that book was really good. So I don't know anything taking place in this universe. I'm all for, uh, you'd have to, you know, do some really, like just kind of like with department H you have to do something pretty dumb to get me to not like this book. And the arts always look so great. Bernard Chang's art is awesome. Uh, 
the G-Men Hell is Earth number one. This is uh, one of DC always does these little minis to fill in certain characters that probably couldn't carry their own book, but they put them out. Andrew uh, Constant, Brad Walker, and Andrew Hennessy. Uh, this is about Etrican, the G-Men. He returns. Um, I actually do like, I'm not going to get this, but I did like to bring it up because I do like DC puts out these little books just to fill in gaps. We had a Hawkman one. We had a Deadman one. Uh, what else do we have? Do you remember? There's Ragman. Ragman. Um, that Nightwing one was a six-issue run. Nice little. That Poison Ivy cycle of life and death. Yeah, nice little minis in case you're interested in these characters. You can uh, jump on, read a little mini, and uh, see what happened to Edrigan, the uh, demon. Uh, Detective Comics, this is number uh, 96. Excuse me. Yeah, 969. Uh, this is James Tinian and Alberto Martinez Ra- Raul Fernandez, The Fall of the Batman, Part 1. Everyone in Batman's orbit is broken somehow, some more than the others. For, okay, I almost hit the next part. But uh, how much are you guys looking forward to this arc of um, Batman, Detective Comics? I'm excited to get the uh, start of a new arc. I finished up the last, uh, what, A Lonely Place to Live. Mm-hmm. And it's good, but it'll be nice to get uh, a fresh coat of paint in the series. So is this the one that was teased in Batwoman? Well, I was going to say that because in on the cover, not in the solicit text, but in the cover, it does say Margaret Bennett. So I'm curious if this is she's writing with James Tinian and it's this well, because they there. they did a future issue in issue yeah. six and there, there was some art coming up. And I swear it's fall of the Batman, but it might be something else. But. I think that I think this is that crossover. I think so too. It's a so, it's that team. So um, yeah, that one I'm excited for. I mean, if that's what this is, then I'm pumped because that looks so good. Yeah, Detective Comics, Detective Comics has been good. So and Batwoman. So if it's that crossover, I'm looking forward to it too. I really like that cover a lot. I'm staring at it here. I like the colors in that cover. Uh, I like that new Batman co- that new Batman costume is awesome when people know how to draw like color it well, and so looks pretty cool. Um. Doomsday Clock here, we were talking about it earlier. Uh, number one of 12, this is Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, DC Comics presents to you a 12-issue 12 12 maxi-series from the critically acclaimed team of writers Jeff Johns, artist Gary Frank, and colorist Brad Anderson. You are not prepared for what lies ahead within these pages, good reader. Uh, we've been uh, waiting for this one for a while, what, about a year and a half, I would say? Uh, what's... Alex, we talked about this before. There's a lot of setup. There's a lot of hype going into this. Uh, what does that have to do for you in order to for you to be like, oh, yeah, that was worth it? I don't know if I really have an expectation of what it's supposed to do. I guess I want just to live up to what all Rebirth has been working towards. I mean, there's I think there's maybe a limit of five books Rebirth-wise I've actually dropped. I've been staying on a lot of books just for this point. So I want to know that the last almost two years of reading DC comics rebirth is going to be worth my time. Or am I going to get a shit weak ass story that I just spent hundreds of dollars working towards? Um, your description of that made me laugh for some shit weak ass story. Uh, Garrett was, I mean, this is already Gary Frank, one of your favorite artists. This is Jeff yeah. Johns coming out of, uh, you know, getting away from those movies for a second to write this story that he's been building to. You you said he wrote this last November, right? Is that correct? Yep. So it's been in the can and now it's going to finally come out. Um, it's very high expectations. I know, especially for you. So like, is this, is oh. this something like, 
it's very going to be walking on thin ice for you to uh, make it a 10 out of 10. You know what I mean? It is. I mean, God, what a great team to give that trust to. Um, you know, usually when I go to the comic shop, like I'll get my books, I won't read right away. But this is one, as soon as I get home, that book's coming out and being open. Like I can't, I won't be able to help myself. That is, I love that universe. I love that, you know, Jeff Johns, he's a very creative storyteller. I mean, you can even think of like Flash Rebirth or like Green Lantern Rebirth, where it starts out on a really small image and he kind of backs away. And man, the detail to everything he puts in there is just insane. So I have a lot of trust. Um, you know, there's always, there's going to be some haters I can imagine, but man, this is the same caliber team that did Rebirth. So I, I have total, I mean, Rebirth one shot. So I have total faith in them. And if I get let down, they got 11 other chances to make up for it. So I don't expect this first issue is going to be out of the gate. Like, wow, this is a, uh super surprising or like some sort of cliffhanger they have 12 issues they didn't make it 12 issues to tell you you know in the first issue what's going on i feel like it's going to be a slow burn but i feel like you know when i read watchmen i read issue one i'm like okay i'm very intrigued i'm very interested where this is going it's told well and i'm ready for issue number two so like if i read it and it accomplishes those things for me then i think it's we're in a good spot um if i read that first issue i'm like oh god we got 12 more of these then it's like okay well, they failed somewhere. Right. Listen, I am looking really forward to it. Uh, I'm sure to look at your local comic book shops. DC is doing a 11.57 p.m. release of this book. So there might be some uh, release parties going on in your area. Look, uh, ask your local comic book shop if they're participating. And uh, show up. It's fun. Those are, always, those are always fun to show up to. Uh, the Flash, number 35, is Joshua Williamson. Michael Moore. Oh, this is a different writer on this one, too. Yeah, Michael Maurice, uh Pop Man. Black Hole Rising, or Black Hole Part 2, one of the two. Uh, betrayed and broken, the Flash must come to terms with the damage he has caused his friends, family, and city and find a way to repair it or risk losing those he loves most forever. Um, uh, Alex, Black Hole, uh, are you looking forward to Flash or how's Flash going? Uh, I Actually, I caught up on uh, 34 today. Uh, there's a character that we've met previously and then lost uh sure makes an appearance mina spoilers if you haven't read 33 or 32 um i'm excited to see where this is going it's uh it it it's intriguing for me i don't want to give too much away because i don't know how much you guys have even caught up on it i'm one behind <clears throat> so it's good i i read the last one today and i'm i'm excited to see what this has in store all right. Uh, Imaginary Fiends, number one. This is uh, Tim Seeley, Stephen Molnar. Or Molnar. Uh, this is a new Vertigo, number one. Vertigo's been kind of silent recently. Here we go. They're going to try to bring back Rebirth. I'm just going to Rebirth. They're trying to give uh, Vertigo its own Rebirth. So this is uh, the first step towards that. Uh, I won't read what the synopsis is because it's very long. But uh, Tim Seeley is known for kind of horror books, kind of like in that genre. So it does look like it's going to be um, a horror book. So if you're looking for Vertigo number one, I mean, if you want to help them with their rebirth, Vertigo number one is generally, I mean, Vertigo is generally a good imprint. So I'll look at that. Tim Seeley is a good writer. All right. So I'll look, take a look at it. Uh, well, Alex dropped that, but uh, I mean, Gary dropped that. Commanded challenge number 11 of 12. This is Rob Williams, Walter Simonson. Uh, 
Garrett, what do you think? Uh, come on, challenge number 11. Is this, are you excited that we're close to the end or are you actually looking forward to Rob Williams' issue? I'm looking forward to Rob Williams' issue. Um, not because of Rob Williams. I mean, he can tell a story, but I'm more excited because of Walter Simonson's art. That is something that's worth getting this book for alone. Um, cause you know, his art on Thor, any other like famous comic books like Superman and other things like that, like his art is so good. Um, but I think Rob Williams can really carry the story from, uh, I think it was Greg Pak who did the last issue, who Tom King preceded him. And, you know, I think that when Tom King came out with his issue, it's been propelling the rest of the series forward. And to say that we only have two issues left, it's crazy to me. Cause like, I really enjoyed issue 10 and I'm really looking forward to 11. So what do you think, Alex? Are you looking forward to this issue? You know, in all honesty, it's not even this issue. I'm just going by the momentum that uh, Tom King's issue nine had brought on. Ten was really good. Um, I'm not a fan of Rob Williams. I just, I, you know what? His uh, unfollow really kind of disappointed me, and it's left a bad taste in my mouth ever since. So I'm excited for this issue to actually be done so that I can get to issue 12 and wrap it up. And you're excited for issue 12 with Gail Simone. Of course. Yeah. Number one right there. Nightwing, the new order number four. This is Kyle Higgins and Trevor McCarthy. Garrett, are you caught up with uh, new order? How's it going? It's really good. I mean, not as good as Gates of Gotham that they worked on before this, or not be- right before this, but um, it is such a creative uh, story that, you know, I would love for everyone to give it a chance. If not now, wait till it's in a trade. But um, it really takes Nightwing and superherodom and like really puts it under a microscope. Um, it's kind of like any kind of superhuman registration act kind of story where instead of being registered, you have to take a drug to keep your powers at bay. Otherwise you're arrested or tried for treason basically. So very good story. It's one of those DC minis I was talking about. This one actually is kind of an Elseworlds tale for night. Yeah, so. definitely. So, uh, should be, it's four of six. So it's going to be done here in a second. Like Garrett said, if you want to read in trade, it should be out pretty soon after that. Teen Titans number 14 this is Ben Percy, Kyle Pham, and Trevor Scott. The return of Kid Flash. Kid Flash agrees to come back to the team on one condition, a face-to-face apology from Robin. Is Damien going to do it? Garrett, how's this book going? book's been going really well. Um, issue 13. Like At first, I was kind of wishy-washy, and then I talked to Alex about it, and he said, oh, Garrett, it's so good. And then I read it, and I was like, dang, like this is why I like this book. So... I'm very excited for the momentum going into 14. Um, Cause I'm always in my head, like, am I going to drop Titans or am I going to drop teen Titans? But every time I read each of them, I'm like, God, I can't like, I, I want to pick one, but this is book's so good. And no way in hell is Damien going to forgive uh, Wally. There's no chance. Or if he does, it's going to be some stupid reason. Like, well, only if you clean all the shitty toilets for the first couple months you're back or something. <laughs> but, uh, Alex, I, for, yeah, I forgot I get you got this. <laughs> you clean all the shitty toilets. Alex, I forgot you got this book. What do you think about the Dan Morrow cover? Is it pretty good? You like the cover? Uh, you know what? I, one, I love these covers. Issue 13 really was a, a pick-me-up. I was with Garrett on one to drop it because issue 12 was the tie-in for um, Metal. And 13 just blew me out of the water. It was, I thought it was so, so good. So I'm, I'm on this momentum train of 14. Keep it going. Let's rock it. I am so excited for this book. Uh, Wonder Woman number 35. This is James Robinson. E. Uh, Manuel 
Luke Pacino, Ray McCarthy, Times Past, Part 2, The Secret Origin of Wonder Woman's Brother. I uh, think that statement says it all. <laughs> um, Alex, what do you think? Wonder Woman 35, where, what, three, four issues into James Robinson's run? Is it? I am, I am, I'm struggling with this book. <laughs> there are big hits. Like, when there's a hit, it's great. That, what, issue 33? Yeah, that, oh, that. that was a good issue. It didn't even have to have Wonder Woman in it to be good. It was just good storytelling. Uh, Red 34, the first three-fourths of that book, I wanted to shoot myself. I haven't read it yet, but I, that's what I'm worried about. And the final final maybe five, six pages is good. I am. I don't want to drop this book, but I, it is very tempting right now. It is very uh, saddening that. Uh, book that I thought was actually it, I mean for a while we were like all oh, great records run it was kind of confusing but I think that was just more a symptom of how he was releasing them you know one issue was one story and the next issue was a different story but I actually do think it was good looking back at it now and even like that uh, Fantana run was actually just like at least it was fun this is like I don't know what's, you're taking yourself way too seriously A and then B it does feel like a lot of retread or like like not retread they're just trying but, to keep they're just trying to keep the status quo this James Robinson, whenever I see him on a book, it's not to further the story anywhere. It's to maintain the status quo until they can find something better to do with her later. Like this, I was dreading that this would happen after Greg Rucka. Like it's no character development. It's her doing fun adventures, which isn't fun for anybody unless it's like really heavy in story that was set up by Jeff Johns or somebody else. Like, Man, at issue 32, I was like, what is this piece of shit? Like, you know, for me, I've only been reading Wonder Woman since Rebirth. And I've been trying, like, that got me into being a fan. And, like, for somebody who wants to become a long-term fan of Wonder Woman, this is so off-putting. Like, I'm really close to dropping this book, especially if he's going to be the writer for the current amount of time. Like, it's just I think, crazy. I think for somebody who watched Wonder Woman and recently came out in uh, DVD Blu-ray, or like watch just thinking like oh I like that character and they try to b- read this and it's all about like Wonder Woman and her brother and then we have Dark Side and all this stuff it just feels like I would read this and be like I want a story about Wonder Woman like why can't it just be a story about her and uh, I don't know yeah you're right I, everything you guys said is right um, I don't think that it's like that bad of storytelling t- but it's so mediocre like like Garrett said it's so like paint by the numbers like oh let's be safe let's play this safe and it's just like I just, I want something that's exciting. But even the the safe bet, it to me it doesn't feel like it's a safe bet. You're actually choosing to ignore what Rucka had made for her beginnings, and now she's got a twin brother. That doesn't even make any sense, other than the fact that she's created by Zeus, um, and that Zeus gets around. I get that. Well, we'll see. I I have a feeling it's going to come back around that it's not actually her twin brother, and yada yada yada, and then it'll go back to just resetting to like how we were before the arc started. And that's what well, I mean by playing it safe. Like, nothing's actually going to come out of this. Marvin, are you caught up on 34? I didn't read 34, but 33, yeah. Okay. Because so, you do find out stuff. I'm just not saying anything. Okay. You guys aren't caught up. We'll see. The next arc I know is going to be, I mean, what could it be? It's probably going to be fucking about cats or something. It's going to be something stupid. <laughs> I, I, cheetah. IDW oh Publishing, uh, TMT Universe number 16. <clears throat> Uh, well, Garrett's fair book. Uh, Chris Mori, uh, Janias. Whoa, how do you say that name? Milo Ni Giannis. Uh, this is uh, issue number 16 of TMT Universe. Alex, what do you think? It has those uh, 
Geert's true characters on the cover there. Triceratons? <clears throat> yeah. I uh, read 76 today. One, I loved issue 76. Such a good issue. Um, I am so excited for this specific issue because I'm thinking, just judging by the cover, the turtles are going to run into a triceraton. They haven't. Re- they didn't run into him in '76. Spoilers, Garrett. Um, God, I just this book, this series on its own is great. Fills in a lot of plot holes. Just lets you get to know these characters more. Oh, awesome! I gotta say, I read issue '74, and it was really good because it let the art tell the story, and the turtles were actually in the book. So, I mean, I'm actually excited to read '75, and I've been able to say that since issue '70. So. Image comics. Way, uh, okay. go, go, hang on. Ghostbusters TMNT number two, number four comes out. That book's actually pretty decent. Oh, yeah? But you didn't get it. No, I chose to get it. I'd, already oh, gotten, no. I'd, got, I'd gotten book one. I thought, well, I'm going to get book two. Uh, written, Plus, they, they mentioned it in the ongoing story. Uh, uh, written by Eric Burnham. He'll be at uh, Supercon we mentioned on the show last week. So go ahead and uh, if you want to get that book, if you're local to Sioux Falls, get him to sign it. Uh, Image Comics, Angelic number three. Alex, you still get Angelic? Still on Angelic. Spur, Casper, I don't know how to say that last name. Errors and uh, Graces, part three. Uh, that cover actually looks pretty sweet. Um, Alex, how's this book going, Angelic? This book is trippy. So it's a like post-apocalyptic world where humans are gone, animals have evolved into different things. Like there's robo-dolphins, um, manatees in robot like spaceship things uh they control the whale and they chuck a whale at a building to knock stuff down monkeys can fly i mean it's it's fucked up but man that art inside is so good and honestly the story is kind of interesting it's this monkey is tired of being prompted to be a female monkey where all you're supposed to do is mate and uh so she leaves runs into this pack of manatees and they send a manatee with her to go on this little adventure i'm not selling it very well no no no. i mean it, it sounds very interesting definitely if you're looking into something that's more fantasy based or even if you like animals like you do i feel like this would be your book and also um sai uh said that it's going to be like an all ages book does it feel like all ages like anybody could read this not necessarily. Oh, really? Like, there's a lot. There, there's a lot of religious things to it. There's a lot of, um, like the art. I could see all ages to it, but in all honesty, the story is one of those. I'm a I'm a 28 year old man who I'm struggling to comprehend everything that's coming out of these animals' mouths. Um, so well, that's your daily life. <laughs> that might just <laughs> boy, boy trip number one of five. This is a new image number one that looks like a mini Ryan O'Sullivan. Uh, Plaid Kloss from writer Ryan O'Sullivan and illustrator Plaid Kloss comes the story of Anna and Gabe, the last two humans left alive in the galaxy. They're low on fuel and they're low on food and they're low on psychedelic space fraught. They're still determined to make their to the promised land. Uh, people like the images at new number one. So that cover is uh, very uh, nice. It makes me interested. We'll see uh, how it looks like inside. Um, Nice sci-fi little image book. So if you're looking for a new book, there we go. That cover looks like Clean Rooms covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. They circled in the title in the middle. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, might be the same um, design. Just to mention for image, yeah. God Complex number two comes out. Oh, I don't know you get this book. 
Yeah, we both do. God Complex number two. This is Paul Jenkins, Brian Lai, Henry Pastia. Uh, what's this book about? You know what? I'm surprised you're not getting this, Marvin, because it reminds me a lot about Blade Runner. Like, it's very much like it. At least the art style is. Um, it's a detective who has to interact with the... It's the actual Egyptian. Greek god or Egyptian gods. No, or no, all no, kinds no, of gods. You're right. You're right. I think I it is Greek. all sorts of gods, but it's Greek. Yeah. Because there's like Ares, there's Hermes, there's... Um, that's Apollo. All kinds of different... Cover. Yeah, that's Apollo he's with right now. So um, we're only one issue deep. I mean, this will be a second issue. So it's it's cool that uh, we only got one issue with, uh, was it Hermes? And now this one's going to probably be more about Apollo. So it's kind of cool how they're like morphed into like the digital age. So uh, I would get it, but Paul, me and Paul Jenkins have a uh, on and off cool. relationship. Uh, he wrote one of my favorite uh, minis of all time, Inhumans. But he also wrote one of the worst comics I ever read in my life, uh, Century, Fall, and Sun. So uh, who knows? <laughs> and I, when I mean bad, like when I say on the show like a bad comic, that's my that's my basis. Fall and Sun, you guys should read it one time. Ooh, buddy. Uh, Marvel Comics uh, Legacy. Uh, by the way, I want to see something about Marvel Comics that I noticed the other day because I was on my uh, DVR setting to record Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., whatever season it's on. And uh, I haven't watched the show in forever. But there's something about the way at least the last couple of Marvel comics that I've got have gone that makes me kind of interested back in the universe again. It's all in cycles. I, I think I'm getting back into it. It's been good so far. So we'll see how the, it continues this week. Uh, all new Wolverine number 27. This is Tom Taylor. Um, and let's see here. Juan Cabal, Orphan of X, Part 3. Uh, Gary, you're still getting this right? Yep, still getting it. Ooh, look who's on the cover. Dakin. What do you think? How's yeah. the book going? It's been going well. Um, you know, it's not quite to what the first couple arcs were before this, um, but it's getting back to some of its roots, especially with like Laura as a Wolverine, especially with Dakin as Wolverine's son. Um, there's a lot of history there, and especially with this organization that's trying to wipe them out. So you still get Gabby, you still get Jonathan the Wolverine, uh, maybe not as much as we enjoyed in Hawkeye, which you've heard from our show this last week. But, uh, you know, that's what we're all like. I think that's what I'm hoping for to get back to is kind of more involved with Gabby and uh, Jonathan the, the Wolverine, making it more funny and more enjoyable. But right now, this is the storyline that's taken us through Legacy. And I love Tom Taylor as a writer. So I've been enjoying it so far. Punisher Platoon number three. This is Garth Ennis, Goran Pavlov. Uh, during, I, I think, uh, me and Alex, you're just getting this book, right? Alex, Yeah. I believe the way, the last issue I thought, at least, was pretty great. Are you looking forward to this issue? Do you think the last issue was great? You know, I did think last issue was great. There's a lot of, um, who's the artist for this book? Uh, Goran uh, Pavlov. I tell you what, he knows how to he knows how to draw a uh, a war fight scene. You're right. Finish to two. Oof. It's not. There are some bloody good shots in that one. And it's not even like he's glorified in it. He's saying it's like people get fucked up. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. that in like a crude sense. I mean, it is the way it's drawn. It's just like uh, very very gory. But it's not like people aren't like getting stabbed and shot. And you're like, oh yeah, go ahead and kill him. You're like, holy shit, that looks like it really hurts and really makes you think about 
somebody really getting stabbed. It, <laughs> it brings the realism to war that's kind of scary. And, you know, I believe uh, the last issue, the way we saw Punisher, the way he can turn on and off, and these soldiers are saying the way he can turn on and off his killing machine is scaring them a little bit. So I'm wondering, I'm curious to see where this goes. If, you know, like, they're supposed to trust this guy, but this guy, once he's in kill mode, he, nothing's stopping this guy. Yep. Uh, it's... Not- it's, I guess for me, it's one of those people. I'm a person that I love the Punisher and to actually be getting two Punisher books makes me super excited because now I'm getting the, uh, the ongoing 218 was the last issue that came out. Mm-hmm. And this Punisher platoon is just a nice one. It's a maxi series. I mean, it's a Marvel max. Yeah. So you know, you're, you're getting no holds barred. And I'm just, oof. If you, I'm enjoying this book. If you watched, uh, Netflix Punisher and you're interested in jumping on a Punisher book, uh, the last issue of Punisher was a starting point, right, Alex? Yes. What issue was it? Two eighteen issue two eighteen two eighteen, and also the you can get into this platoon series. It's three issues, um, and you don't have to know anything about Punisher. Get in and see how these people now in the future, this reporter is trying to figure out what happened to uh, Frank Castle back in Vietnam. So it's a good book. I like it a lot. It's one of my uh, favorite Marvel books coming out right now. I mean, which is not saying, but I mean. Like I said, they're coming back, but it's uh, slowly but surely. Uh, Thanos number 13, this is the first one from uh, the team of God Country, Donnie Cates, Jeff Shaw, Thanos Wins Part 1. Uh, Alex, looking, are you going to get this uh, Thanos book? You've been getting it for uh, the beginning. Now it's going to be the I team say, of God Country. I said I've already gotten the first 12 issues, and uh, no, I'm ready for some Donnie Cates and uh, Jeff Shaw. I've, been, I've enjoyed the last about five issues. So I'm excited to see where they decide to take it. So if nothing else, it's a good jumping on point for someone else who wants to get it. It's Legacy's number first or number one issue for them. I think this jumping on point for me. I like God Country a lot, um, and I like this team a lot. Uh, Garrett, enough enough for you to jump on, or are you going to skip this one? Nah, I'm going to sit this one out. I mean, I like God Country, but, you know, Thanos, I just, nah, I'm good. All right, let's nice. see what, what else, what other books we have down here in the uh, Upside Down, as I called it last week. We have uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, number uh, 21. This is from Boom Studios. This is Kyle Higgins, Ryan Ferry, uh, Jonas Scarf, uh, Backen. This is the secret history of the true original Power Rangers divides the Mighty Morphin team, and only Zordon can save them. Uh, Garrett, how's this uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers been going? Uh, I just read the first issue of the arc today, and it's kind of cool. It's like going back to the 80s, and, uh, you know, because, like, this timeline when we have, like, Kimberly and all them is, like, modern day, how it's set up in the timeline. And, like, back in the 80s, there's this other team. It's got, like, a Russian guy. It's got two Americans, a war veteran, and um, one of them's, like, a research laboratory girl, and she's actually the Red Ranger. Um, so it's kind of a cool twist on the Power Ranger mythos for like a team prior to the actual Power Rangers team that we know. Um, and it's them kind of during the Cold War, still fighting Rita. I mean, Rita's not around right now. They're fighting Rita's minions. They're trying to bring her back to life. So I think it's a really cool, interesting concept, uh, a little different, but, uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. And I'm excited for it. Garrett, how much does it sadden you that they announced, uh, I think last week or the week before that they're not moving forward with the new Power Rangers movie number two? Um, I didn't know that, but that's sad. I mean, I heard it didn't do very well internationally, so I was assuming yeah. it wasn't going to get a sequel, but 
Come on, can you at least give me some, like, throw Tommy in there then or something? Ugh. Yeah, I believe that was actually the reason they expected it to do better in China and didn't do that well. So they uh, are not moving forward, I believe. That's the news. I'm about 85% sure on that is what I read. I that's, so, that's so surprising. Like, I really love that movie. So now that's disappointing is that I've, I've seen movies that are worse. <laughs> that get sequels. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, I've, I've seen shit-ass animation movies that are like, oh, man, this movie's going to be so good, and it's garbage. So how did that get me in the first place? Where, you know what, I went into Power Rangers expecting to hate it and to just despise it. And I love that movie. You know what, I just, I just uh, think it's that, though, Alex. A lot of people didn't give it a chance. Like, we went because we were like, oh, it's for you for the show. But I think a lot of people were just like, that ah, doesn't look good. And they didn't go. So that's what happened. They didn't make enough money. And that's what, the, that's what the, they need. They need that money. Otherwise, they can't make another movie. Uh, that looks like all the comic shows week, right? Anybody else have any other ones on here they want to talk about? Nope. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex, what book are you looking forward to the most this week? What's going to be your pick? Oof. That is a, a very tough choice for me. I was telling you guys earlier this week, or earlier today even, this week has got some good books, yeah. but not enough that I'm just like, man, I... not of You know, here's how I'll frame it. I was look, just looking at it when uh, Gary was talking about my name of Power Rangers. Not a lot of the usual hitters where I'm like, oh, yeah, man, Batman's coming out, all these books that I'm, I'm, I know are going to be good, but a lot of good possibilities this week. And maybe that's the thing is I'm just going, oh, it's, it's going to be a good week, but I don't have anything that just sticks out of, oh, man, I can't wait to read it. So I, I can't answer that question. Uh, Gary, was, if, go ahead. Sorry. If you're going to force me to pick, yes, I know I the listeners want to know what I say. Uh, probably Sherlock Frankenstein number two is the one I'm most excited to read. No, oh, surprise me. Uh, Garrett, what are you looking forward to the most? Hands down, Doomsday Clock number one. I've, yes, like I let the fandom get to me. I mean, this has been building up for a year and a half, and I could be more excited to start this story. Uh, somebody online, I uh, was uh, answering a question for them on Reddit. They were asking, Hey, with Doomsday Clock, what do I have to read to know what's going on? And uh, I said, well, let me know if you think any different, but I said, Jeff John said Watchmen, so obviously Watchmen. But I think also that Rebirth one shot and then the button. If you're going to read like the minimum to get into this, I think those are good enough to get into it. Even though you could still even do without the button. I mean, it doesn't tell you enough that yeah. You think so? Yeah. It's only two issues, I mean, so I figured, you know. It's four issues. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> I yeah. thought it was like two. And- and it doesn't tell you more than you need to, I mean, overly know. It's just kind of like it's wrapping up the loose ends from, like, Flashpoint and things like that, which still mm-hmm. makes Dr. Manhattan, I mean, whoever is really involved, more apparent, but that's about it. And the only thing that the button has for you is literally the button that uh, yeah. the comedian has. So otherwise, just read Watchmen, and I'd read Rebirth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, two books. Um one that is really excellent, Watchmen, and then one that also is really excellent, but it's more recent. That 80-page uh, uh, will take you a second to read, but it's worth it, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. What am I looking forward to? I think uh, you guys said two of them that would fall on my list also, but let me throw a third out there, maybe kind of surprising. Uh, that's Thanos number uh, 13. I really do like God Country, and so I want to see what these guys can do with uh, Thanos, and and it also is going to have the Black Order in it, I saw. Uh, Donnie Cates tweeted about it, so... I, they, I know at the beginning of the series they, they died, but supposedly they came back and there's a cost for them coming back. So we'll see. I'm just very interested. That team was excellent. So Donnie Cates. Yeah. Is, what? I know what the cost is. They all become his uh, nieces and nephews. 
<laughs> oh, geez. Jeez. Uncle Thanos. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. But uh, I hope. I hope not. I mean, they're good as just being his army. You know what I mean? Guarantee you, because that movie has it that way. That's how it's going to be in the comics. Uh, Alex, how's the weather look tomorrow? People go out there getting their comics in November, day before Thanksgiving. Uh, how's it look? You know, the weather's going to be uh, maybe a little breezy. Could be a little cool. You know what? It's November, and it's South Dakota. Who knows? Those meteorologists, they don't know. But you know who knows? Papa Alex. Alex, tell you. but we got listeners all over the place. Uh, people down south is pretty going to be nice, nice with them, you think? Of course. They've got the sun. They've got the beaches. Who knows? Are they, are they going to eat turkey? You bet it. You know what they say? Turkey. You know what they say down there? I got the sun to my back and the future ahead of me. Nope, I never heard of that in my <laughs> life, but I just made it up. I've never uh, heard that before, <laughs> but I like it. I want I want a dollar for every time I hear it. Uh, Gary, what do you think? How are those roads looking? Speaking of moving forward. Um, the roads, this is one of those really, really, really busy weeks. I mean, you need to get in your car. You should be in your car right now heading to the shop and just drive really slow, but you'll get there before <laughs> everybody else. Um, so much so that maybe you want to – uh, get to your shop at 11.57 the night before. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Get it? Get it? Before that get clock, it. that doomsday clock hits that midnight hour. When we're all done. You said it, not me. You said it, not me. Uh, yeah, like I said at the beginning of the show, uh, or I said when we talked about doomsday clock, those events are very fun. If you're looking to get into comics and uh, you want to start with doomsday clock, find your local comic shop, see if they're doing an event, show up. There's an I'm sure there'll be some people there that uh, if you want to pick up some other books, we'll recommend some stuff. Uh, it's a very exciting week. We'll see what uh, what happens there. Uh, I'm very excited. Nice week. Like Alex said, it, we got turkey coming up. I got some books coming out. I uh, have the Black Friday coming up here. Who knows what's going to go on this week? It's a very exciting week. We're in the holiday season. And, uh, it's a very uh, joyful part of the year. And uh, You know who's very joyful this week? It's this man on the mic, Marvin. I've been him. I, 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 sorry, I've been Alex. <laughs> and I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone. Keep reading those books. <laughs> <laughs>